Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a fantastic day. As always, likes, comments, and subscriptions are very much appreciated as they do help out the channel. And a very big thank you to everyone out there who has purchased a ledger or who is now using ExpressVPN. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. For those of you not looking at the screen, get ready. I mean, it's going to be a very weird Newsday. A lot of crazy stuff is happening at the exact same time. It says Shiba Inu falls by 7% as Bitcoin drops back below 22,000 US dollars. Bitcoin holds $20,000 as support back above the $21,000 price region. As you might imagine, the cryptocurrency prices are kind of all over the place right now. They're trying to find an actual way to move. Today is the very big day. So I do and did and have been expecting uh, price fluctuations for a while. It says Bitcoin and Ethereum fluctuate. Ethereum Classic and Monero outperform. As far as I have seen in the last five, six, seven days, I have not explicitly seen any Monero news. There might be something happening, of course, behind the scenes, you know, maybe on like GitHub or something like that. But as far as like, and I dare air quote here, mainstream crypto news, uh, there hasn't been anything. The Ethereum Classic news mainly comes down to a lot of people appear to be getting ready for the Ethereum upgrade, which we have been told is going to be happening mid-September. And the idea is that people whose mining equipment will be obsolete after Ethereum goes to proof of stake are simply moving all of their hardware and energy to Ethereum Classic. And that's what's kind of causing the rise to happen. The fluctuations, however, for those of you who missed yesterday and maybe even the day before have to do with the fact that the Federal Reserve is going to be raising interest rates today. Explicitly, we know that it is going to be happening on Wednesday. That is today, the 27th. And it's just the general uncertainty that comes with the event. A number of um, other countries have also announced that they're going to be raising their rates as well. Europe has announced that they're going to be doing this. Um, I, I think the Bank of Canada, I don't remember. But there's a couple of other countries who are like that they're also going to try and raise interest rates at least a tiny bit to get the economy a little bit under control but this also brings a large part of economic stock market uncertainty as far as uh, money flowing freely into the market and how much people are willing to uh, pay on interest rates and or loans with credit cards and or for real estate or mortgages or whatever if interest rates end up rising too high the idea once again being that we are supposed to see at least two more of these, the next one being in August and then the next one being in September, roughly around the exact same time. Interestingly enough, uh, world markets are actually green, the markets that have already opened at least around this time. Um, Asian markets have begun to slightly move up. The idea being is that much of the downfall of prices seemingly has already been priced in in that we have known for weeks now that they were going to raise interest rates. We saw some decline the last couple of days out of fear that they were going to raise it by an exact percent. The Fed said, no, we are not going to be raising it by 1%. However, today is the actual day of the raise, and therefore there's something just floating around in the air 
that simply uh, terrifies people. It says European stock futures are higher on the Fed's decision and bank earnings in focus. And this is another uh, earnings week, as maybe typically always. Uh, U.S. stocks looked like last night they weren't going to be doing as well because a number of companies had announced that they had lower earnings than normal. However, I believe U.S. futures at the time, at least of me making this video, are actually in the green as there's a lot of anticipation that uh, the pricing for the interest rate hike has already been priced in, if you will. But of course, we have hours and hours and hours to see before the actual U.S. stock market actually ends up opening up. That's kind of it for the price news. There's a bunch of other things that like loosely tie into it. At the moment, the cryptocurrency market is in a light green. It is not completely red. Um, I guess other people around the world who have already awoken are seeing that the actual uh, stock markets are in the Asian European areas are beginning to rise. And therefore, this, I guess, leads to hope of what's going to happen. A lot of analysts are also predicting um, many rallies, nothing exceptionally crazy, but the last two times that we saw the Fed raising interest rates, uh, the day after, uh, stock market prices began to move back up, as did the, the wider cryptocurrency market, at least for 25 days until we got the indication that the Fed was again going to raise interest rates. We went down a bit. You kind of get the pattern that's going on there. On top of that as well, it says institutional investors are turning bullish on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and ADA as inflows grow. Institutional investors have been betting on a cryptocurrency market recovery with digital asset investment products seeing $27 million in inflows last week and $343 million the week prior. Their bets have been focusing on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, and Solana. According to CoinShares Digital Asset Fund Flows Report, that's a long name, the prior week marked the largest single week of inflows since November 2021 <clears throat> and brought month-to-date inflows to $394 million, with total assets under management rising back to early June 2022 levels of $30 billion. One of the main, two of the main metrics that people look for in the cryptocurrency space are inflows and outflows. The idea is... On cryptocurrency exchanges, if we see inflows, people are pushing money into the cryptocurrency exchange. Our prices tend to drop. The idea being people look like they're going to be selling their coins. You typically only ask, put money onto a crypto exchange if you are planning on selling it. However, if we have outflows from the crypto exchange, it means that people are turning bullish and taking their money off of the cryptocurrency exchange to custody it for themselves as they have no... Uh, immediate interest in selling their coins. And this is why we've been getting news the last couple of weeks about people who have been taking their coins off of cryptocurrency exchanges. And therefore, this is very bullish because these whales have no intention, allegedly, of selling their coins anytime soon. The other side of it is if we see outflows from institutional funds, it means that people are taking their money out of the funds because they have no interest in crypto right now. However, if we see inflows... And to these massive funds, it means that institutional investors, the largest, richest, what have yous, are throwing their money into the market as quick as possible through these regulated SEC umbrellaed kind of things in a way to put money into the market with ease. 
And we are seeing a massive amount of outflows from cryptocurrency exchanges and a very large amount of inflows into these funds once again. I think the level of transparency in the cryptocurrency space is a little bit weird as it's meant to not have, you know, people are meant to do with their money as they so wish. But being able to actually see these numbers and have an actual gauge or indication of how much money is actually flowing around. Like we know for a fact that nearly $400 million in the last couple of weeks went exclusively into like institutional lever, lever, level funds to people to be actually uh, buying cryptocurrencies. Also in the news, venture capitalists are investing in blockchain and digital currency firms at a rate expected to surpass last year's record, even though the crypto industry is shivering. It's not really. For those of you, if, if, if this is your first uh, downtrend, if you have only been in the market for a year or entered roughly around the time when prices began to spike go up and we saw that you know the the illustrious $70,000 bitcoin this is not a a crypto winter this is not a a crypto winter uh we would be seeing on average around a 6 or $7,000 bitcoin for at least about 4 or 5 months i want to say even maybe a little bit longer than that uh every other coin would have completely collapsed and other events would have taken place that would have been a little bit more depressing. Uh, but what we currently have is just a market downtrend. You can tell because crypto winters last for a good two years and everyone kind of leaves the market. I see my... How do I put this into words? Uh, my, my view count on my videos. I typically, before Lee, was getting around... 22,000 views per video. I'm roughly getting between 10,000 to 13, 14,000 around now. During an actual, you know, a, a bear market, I'd be getting around six or 7,000. Like that's how bad that it, I guess it kind of almost mimics the price of Bitcoin in that way. What we're currently, what, what we're experiencing is a number of events tying together in a dramatic perfect storm. The last two years of uh, C19. The economic downfall of so many countries around the world, the situation that we have going on in Eastern Europe, uh, I mean, you, you name it and put it onto a platter. It's the inflation rate that is seemingly out of control, not only just within the U.S. We had a chart a couple of days ago that showed, I think there are like 60 countries whose um, inflation rates are at least at 15%, at least, like it is, you know unprecedented times and to think that our market would simply be once again unscathed though logically we should be but i guess that entire idea of bitcoin uh being independent of other markets has kind of flown out the window in its recent publications on the blockchain industry pitch book Okay, reported that venture capitalists invested over 17 billion dollars in companies in the, in the year's first half as a result, investment is on track to surpass the record $26 billion raised last year, which will make things better and happier for Bitcoin and the company. That's a weird sentence right there. The point to be made is, is people are throwing their money into the market. Um, I wholeheartedly believe everyone who's left in the market, my opinion, understands where the market is going. 
I think everyone, even if you look at the, the fear and greed index, we are no longer at extreme fear. We are at like relative beginning of fear and it's moving back into greed. I think everyone is frothing at the mouth because we know that the market should be higher. We know that the Federal Reserve cannot raise interest rates forever. It simply cannot be done. At some point, to use the term, they're going to have to turn the money printer back on and go, brr, it's just logical. We all know that these things are going to happen. And this is why we see such huge amounts of accumulation across the board. And not a lot of it is actually uh, being dumped or sold off. I think it's this is why we're not seeing like 16% drops in a day. We're seeing like a 2% drop in a day. And then the next day, we're back up by 2 or 3% right after that because people are hungry. And everyone who's still in the market, who has been here for a couple of years, you know what's going on. You know the patterns. If you've been here for five years, I'm doing that thing where I hold up the peace sign and I pointed my eyes and I pointed your eyes and I pointed my eyes and I pointed your eyes. You know exactly what's going on. Also, on top of that as well, just loosely tying into it, two Ethereum wallets last night purchased 534 billion Shiba Inu. Uh, They are wallets that we've heard from before. It says the two biggest Ethereum wallets named Gimli and Blue Whale 0159 have accumulated a whopping total of 533.999 billion Shiba Inu, worth $5.6 million in the past 24 hours. They've been doing this for a while. They're they're not the only whales who are doing it. They are the biggest Ethereum whales that we can see are also accumulating massive amounts of Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu, for some reason, was very heavily in the news today. There's also a whole bunch of... um, Besides Whale Watch News, there's like Shiba Inu coin burn news every single day in the market. I want this coin to do something. I mean, not now, you know, not in this moment. But if after all this, they can't get to one or two cents, I mean, I don't understand because there's a lot being purchased. There's a lot being happening uh, behind the scenes with this coin. So, yeah, this loosely tied into the price news simply because of just how much that they bought. So, yeah. At the moment, prices were down a couple of hours ago by about 2%. They are currently in a light green, as futures around the world are also in a light green, at least right now. We'll see what happens. I'm optimistic that by Monday, things should, you know, people will have forgotten about any kind of interest rate hike. Um, And people are buying massive amounts of crypto. I think everyone I know is also who's into crypto is also buying crypto. I, I don't know one person who's like, eh, I'm going to wait till prices rise a little bit more. This, uh, yeah. So that's all the price news. And yeah. Let's move on. And in this should have been major price news. There apparently was, um, what do you call it? An interview between someone and one a head politician within Brazil. It said in an exclusive interview with the Brazilian portal Boletim Bitcoin, Andrea Senko, Rio de Janeiro's Secretary of Finance and Planning, commented on the city's adoption of Bitcoin and cited the likely purchase of Bitcoin for the city government's coffers. Yes, you heard that correctly. That's why I said this should have been uh, more major news. I only found this in one place, and that was here on this website. 
Uh, for some months now, Rio de Janeiro city government has been getting closer to Bitcoin. On a number of occasions, city representatives such as Mayor Eduardo Paez have commented on their plans. During Rio Innovation Week, Eduardo Paez met with Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who is looking to integrate Bitcoin in Miami. Paez stated that Miami is one of the inspirations for Rio de Janeiro and later said that the city was studying the uh, applying 1% of the treasury to crypto. Here's the actual interview right here. And I guess the most important part, I, oh gosh, I lost it. There's way too much going on. To help with the integration, Rio de Janeiro city government cited the Municipal Committee for Crypto Investments or CMCI. When asked about the activities under discussion by the institution, the finance secretariat stated the Municipal Committee for Crypto Investment CMCI established in March 2022 works on a policy for investment in crypto assets and a governance model for decision making. Senko commented on the idea of the city allocating 1% of the mayor's treasury in Bitcoin. They said this purchase will follow a methodology that is attentive to the swings and risks of this market and is under development by City Hall. We got explicit news that the mayor, senator, something or ter, uh, from Rio de Janeiro, that they're looking into buying Bitcoin, like it, explicitly. It may not be the news that they're looking to use it as a, uh, what do you call it, as their uh, currency of choice or, you know, um, legal tender is the term most people use. But if every city on the planet begins to buy or has 1% of their reserves in Bitcoin, Bitcoin goes to $10 million. The fact that Rio de Janeiro is so huge, and also Brazil has been at the actual forefront of Bitcoin adoption, but this constantly doesn't make the news. I make sure to throw these things in the news because I, I, I want you to be as crypto-worldly as possible. I want you to understand that all the news is simply not just flowing from the United States, not just simply from New York, Miami, California, maybe Texas, and a couple of other places where they're mining Bitcoin. Know that around the world, once again, as I always say, governments and banks are buying up Bitcoin all the time. The idea of a 1% allocation is gigantic because normally they would say no allocation, not even half a percent allocation. 1% is normally what governments do for tons of other assets to make sure that, you know, that the boat is, is relatively uh, stable, i.e. you invest in multiple things, usually around 1% to 3% of all of them. To make sure that should that fall, you have that over there. How many other governments around the world right now, how many other cities are planning on doing this? How many other cities in Brazil are also planning on allocating 1% of their reserves into Bitcoin? Half of a percent. $20 million. Imagine $20 million for 800 cities around the world. This should have been major news, but everyone completely passed over it. This was the only place where I found this. How incredible that all this stuff is happening constantly and so many people aren't paying attention. This is why, this is why I keep saying, why do you think the rich people are buying up all the Bitcoin? Because they know exactly what's happening. Think of the chain of events that has to happen for an entire country to give Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space, not only positive regulation, but for someone anywhere to be like, you know, hey, we're going to start buying up Bitcoin as part of our reserves. <clears throat> it's more of a... Who have they been talking to? Remember when I told you before all the rich people who were constantly like, yeah, Bitcoin's terrible. And then they ended up buying Bitcoin. All these people know each other. They all hang out together. They're all having conversations. 
these people, it's not just us talking about exactly how high Bitcoin's going to go. To, to, to go. We, we, we have it from an, an inside looking in kind of view. Like we are in the cryptocurrency space and we can see a lot of the, a lot of the, not all of the inner happenings. What about the people behind the scenes who are actually moving the levers, who actually run the banks, who are buying all of this up, who know mathematically where Bitcoin's probably going to go and how much they need to be able to secure a trillion dollars in the future. People forget about all these things and all these things are constantly happening all the time. It remind, when I first started this channel, this was a, of a thousand eons ago. I, I'll never forget. There was one. Um, what was it? Was it Richard Branson? I don't remember. There was some billionaire who had a, a, um, like a, a, a Bitcoin party on his island. He invited all the head developers for Bitcoin. This was before we had the idea of altcoins, really, like multiple other altcoins. They, were, they existed, but they weren't you know, where we are now. And he invited all these people to his private island, and they were like photos of them all hanging out. And I was asking, I was like, what, what were they talking about? What, where did this person come from with the idea to have these people specifically hang out with him? What did they tell him? How much Bitcoin does this guy own right now? How many other billionaires? Do you remember? There was an article. If you can find this, you should be able to. It's the internet. It's called, um, oh gosh, I think it's called the, the Richer Planning to Leave Us Behind. I think that's what it's called. It was about this professor um, who said that normally, oh my gosh, I'm like rambling, but it, it doesn't matter. There was a story of this professor, which is a true story. <laughs> it's not like a made up one, um, who said that he normally gives... Um, conferences conferences at universities basically he stands up on a podium they pay him some money he talks about whatever 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 he says he you know he makes pretty good money it's nothing spectacular but it pays the bills so he said one day he got an invitation to talk at this place and he said he drove there he went up to it he said there were no cars in the front normally there's like a gigantic parking lot there was no one there he was like okay whatever so he went inside someone told him to go sit inside of that room and wait and he was like okay he assumed that he had to wait before the conference began before he was told to go to another room he said all of a sudden uh he said at this point he couldn't say too much he said basically uh, three people walked in they sat in three individual chairs basically across from him and they were asking him questions and he was like is the conference going to begin and he realized that they were the conference he said that they were they were billionaires who we've seen before he said that he can't say their name but they were going to ask him really crazy questions. Like uh, one of them was like, how do I um, treat my maids? And he was like nicely in a, in a good way to make them feel like people. And he said they all looked down and then jotted down what he was saying. And he said one of the questions that they asked him is they said Bitcoin or Ethereum. And he was like, what do you mean? And they were like, which, which should we have a larger allocation? This was years ago. This was 2016, 2017. This was major news. And, and, and I mean, even... <laughs> The point to be made is, um, I think rich people have a very strong hold on this market, regardless of where prices are. I think this market is going to do insanely well. I think the idea of the market not being around in 20 to 30 years is basically like a fairy tale at this point. I think the level of allocation and, and, of, and of money moving actually behind the scenes is probably unfathomable to us. I don't think we could actually begin to understand exactly how much money is flowing around. Anyway, going to move on from this point. The point is, uh, yeah, this is, I guess, uh, confirmation that uh, Rio de Janeiro is going to be um, putting 1% of their asset allocations into Bitcoin. 
is just now being worked on and developed by City Hall. So, yeah. Kind of incredible news. Wish it was more all over the place. Let's move on. Also in, uh, I guess, part two news, uh, in, in the long-standing ridiculous battle of Ripple versus the SEC, um, yesterday we had news that the SEC was trying to ask the judge of the case between them and Ripple to not allow normal people to be able to comment on the case and or help with the case should they have uh, evidence, if you will. Um, and I wish I could shake this judge's hand because I, you know, cool. Uh, basically, they have denied uh, what the SEC was asking for to revoke the Amici Curie status, uh, which basically allows people uh, in a friendly way, if you will, Amici, uh, to join into the case or to help Ripple in any sort of way. Um, I don't know who this judge is. Uh, Judd Annalisa Torres. Uh, thank you for, one, not being corrupt, as far as I can tell. Two, actually um, doing things in a timely manner. Do you know how many other times we've heard of cases within the cryptocurrency space that have taken, like, months for one thing to go through? But this judge is like, no, I'm sorry, that sounds terrible. And, like, no. Like, and how many other times the SEC has tried to, at least from what we've heard through the internet, uh, try to keep documents sealed and keep things hidden? about their inner workings, and the judge is like, no, I need to see them. It's just nice to... I'm I'm a little confused because I'm, I'm used to higher authorities being very corrupt, so it's nice to see that this one isn't. Anyway, so this is the, the part two from yesterday. Uh, the SEC was trying to get uh, Ripple to not have any um, help in the court case. I think it's a couple hundred people who have signed onto it, and now they can. Right. See how see how see see how easy that was. See how things don't have to take months for things to happen. It can simply just you know happen almost overnight because you know it's very easy. Let's move on. In very popular news, a new bipartisan bill has been introduced in the Senate that would simplify the use of cryptocurrency for everyday purchases by creating tax exemption. For personal crypto transactions under $50, as well as when the capital gains are less than $50 as well. A new bipartisan bill known as the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act was introduced in Congress Tuesday by Senators Pat Toomey and Kristen Sinema. According to the announcement by the U.S. Senate Committee on Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs, the bill aims to simplify the use of digital assets for everyday purchases by creating tax exemption for small personal transactions. For those of you who don't really get it or who weren't here years ago, this isn't gigantic news anymore. Rather, it's not in the news every single day, but it's still gigantic news. A lot of countries around the world, and I'm focusing exclusively on the U.S. as they are the one on the screen, has a really big issue when it comes to not only taxation, but how to deal with cryptocurrencies. They know what to do, but refuse to do what they need to do with it. The idea is, if you use crypto in any way, A-N-Y way, in the United States, you get taxed on it. I.E., if you use Bitcoin and the Lightning Network to go buy a cup of coffee... For $199, I don't know the current inflation price, I assume like $12, 
you are supposed to be taxed on it. Like you're supposed to write it down and then give it to the tax authorities to say, hey, I bought coffee. I'm not joking. Like this is actually what's supposed to happen. And then they're supposed to tax you on that transaction. Does that make any sense? Absolutely not. First of all, your wages are already taxed. When you go to the store, there is tax on the item that you purchase. And then the money that you spend also has to be taxed. Doesn't really line up at all. So previously, this was um, attempted earlier this year under another name, virtual currency, no tax policy. I don't know what it was called, but they were trying to do it $200 and below. As usual, people in the U.S. had a major problem with it because they were like, oh, tax evasion and money laundering. And it's like, you think someone buying a used television for $200 is tax evasion? You, you think that that's the problem with the U.S. tax system? Not, not, not a million bajillion other things? Not the money going to not infrastructure and the country fall? The point is, so this has been put forth. Um, I would say bless their hearts because I do not believe that this is actually going to go through. I think the U.S. is going to fight tooth and nail and pillow, and tree, I was trying to think of other things I couldn't, uh, to make sure that this does not go through. I don't understand the, the constant fighting that has to happen always behind the scenes to make sure that nothing happens cryptocurrency regulation-wise. I just don't get it. Even more so, if, if $200 is a problem, why not regulators simply say, hey, let's make it $25? That would be the most ridiculous thing in the entire world because if you went food shopping, you would then it doesn't make any sense. Why would any ta- why would any transaction need to be taxed at all? The tax that people are already paying in crypto is the transaction fee on the blockchain. That in of itself is already a gigantic tax that people have to pay. How many times when you have gone to a store holding $200 in your hands when you paid for something, besides, once again, that $200 having been taxed when it hit your bank account, and also the tax on the item that you're buying, was the $200 also taxed? What is this ridiculousness floating around the idea that crypto transactions also have to be taxed? And under $50? The US is, I mean, the US is racing. I mean, they are in first place to make sure that no one does business in their country. I don't understand what's going on. I'm not I'm not completely there when it comes to why all of this is taking place. <clears throat> if in 2017 the US had if the US SEC had come forward in 2017 and had explicitly named 10 coins that were definitely commodities and about 25 that were definitely securities, And we had heard from U.S. lawmakers that any transaction under $1,000 was tax-free. The U.S. would be the spot to be. People would barely even care, barely, about Portugal and Germany having a 0% tax rate. Or all the the madness, the, the crypto integration that's happening in Switzerland. No one would barely even care. Why? Why the dramatic stance on crypto? I know that it has to do with the uh, power or lack thereof of the U.S. dollar and still trying to get people to really use it, but 
I don't get it. So once again, uh, thank you to these two people. I think it's a, a, a valiant effort. I do not think this is going to get passed. If we have still yet to see an actual Bitcoin physical ETF within the United States when the rest of the world has double digits already, I think there's over 20 of them around the world. Don't expect this to pass just at all. So thank you, uh, senators, for trying to bring the world into the year 2015. Uh, But ain't going to happen, Cap'n. Anyway, that's the uh, bipartisan bill news. Very popular. Very, very popular. Let's move on. Also in the news, just to tie this all together, something's happening. And I'm not really sure what. Uh, As far as there's a huge amount of... How do I... I'm going to try and phrase this in in one go. I'm trying to usually when I and I I know I do this in in multiple videos where I'm trying to find the words for something it's because my first response will sound insane. I know that I can go off the handle off the hinges off the rails because I get very passionate about stuff. So I make sure that when I phrase my words together uh, that I give you what's actually happening as opposed to a rambling 35 minute rant of nonsense. For those of you not looking at the screen, it says report. Digital currency exchange Kraken is under investigation for violating OFAC sanctions. The idea is um, allegedly that Kraken has allowed people in countries around the world who the U.S. has sanctioned to use their platform. And now they're in trouble for it. So part of the issue is, is that the Internet exists. Not sure if people know that. You can go online... And use websites as you see fit. A website may restrict you from using their website because of where you are in the world, but people can still use VPNs or the like to have access to these platforms. The idea is that Kraken didn't do enough, and now they're in trouble. Part of the problem is that I have, at least, excuse me, a major issue is that these regulators are constantly getting exchanges in trouble for things that happened around 2017. Not joking. Like, actually. Uh, The investigations are, hey, we've been looking at your exchange since 2017, and we've seen that you've done X, Y, and Z wrong, and now you're in trouble. I would like to know why, if you as a regulator see a problem in 2017... Why not bring up that problem in 2017? You wait five years to make sure that they've done something wrong without knowing it to get them in trouble so that they have to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in fines as opposed to making sure that they're doing right from the get-go. This is why people don't like regulators. That. That explicitly. Right there. And I say that something weird is going on because it's happening to all the major exchanges at the exact same time, I think the timing of it is 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 a little no, it, it's odd. It 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 almost seems uh, purposeful that they're trying to get all the crypto exchanges in trouble at the exact same time. The same exact thing with the Terra Luna fiasco. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, uh, Terra Luna was very popular. <laughs> Surprise! And there were many coins that were actually expected 
to actually do better than or be just as powerful or strong as Tether, as Tether is kind of the market maker along with, I, it, it's constantly rumored, I think it's USDC. I, I think that's Coinbase's coin. There's a lot of institutional money behind these coins. When the institutions and the banks and the governments <clears throat> have their hands in something, anything else that could challenge them is wiped away. That's why I said it's really weird that all these things uh, fell down, depegged the entire week. It's a little weird. If it was just Terra Luna, I'd be like, whoa, that's terrible. But five other coins and even many other larger coins also depegging is kind of weird. We got news back in 2019 that apparently a number of countries were also planning on countries. We're planning on creating their own cryptocurrency exchanges. What's a really good way to demonize another cryptocurrency exchange that you don't control? You investigate them. You say they've done something wrong. You've done something terrible. You've manipulated securities. You've sold securities. You've done something that should not have been done within our borders. And we're going to try and shut you down. Doesn't that seem odd then that the red carpet would be completely rolled out for the countries, for the banks, for the institutions, and for the stock exchanges, don't forget that one, to also have their own cryptocurrency exchanges. And that one be the main de facto one for the country. Because you can't have five different stock exchanges in New York. You have to have one that's monopolized, that's owned by the government and by other larger entities, because everything else you can't have because they take away money from your pockets. Is anyone tying all of this together or is it just to me every single day? So for those of you who were unaware and why I think this is a major issue, uh, Kraken is now under investigation for allegedly violating uh, rules. Uh, don't forget about this one. It says Coinbase stocks falls by 21% following an SEC investigation. The SEC apparently a couple of days ago said that Coinbase has listed nine coins, which the SEC claims are securities, um, which is also a little weird because the SEC said that they did this years ago. Why didn't the SEC alert them of this years ago? Why do it now? Why at this time? Why at this exact instance? Doesn't it seem a little bit weird? I think that something happened behind the scenes where crypto exchanges had enough regulations. They knew what they were doing. But it wasn't enough for regulators who are desperately trying to uh, bring these things down because I'm telling you the government if the government sees that they have a chance at creating a crypto exchange that is tied to them or they own and control in completion they're going to do it this one this is the one that shocked me a a, a while ago don't forget this one for those of you not looking at the screen it said the CFTC is suing Gemini over a Bitcoin futures product and when this happened, I remember I, I clutched my pearls. Gemini is the most regulated crypto exchange on this planet. Since 2014, the Gemini twins, the, the, the Winklevoss brothers, have made sure that they've done everything in their power. And they've, they've, they've kissed the toenail of every single regulator. I am not joking. You can look it all up. And when they got in trouble, I said, no, this is a witch hunt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the first domino that fell was uh, BitMEX. BitMEX was also a gigantic cryptocurrency exchange. And then for some reason, the uh, the CEO of it, Arthur Hayes, massive investigations flowing around him. And I was like, why? And also, uh, apparently, he 
got in trouble but didn't get in trouble because I guess they really didn't actually find anything. He 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 got fined. So, yeah, uh, the news is uh, Kraken is under investigation. Coinbase is in trouble. And uh, Gemini is in trouble over a Bitcoin futures listing. Really? I'm going to assume that, as with many other things in the cryptocurrency space, if you as Gemini are trying to list a product, you have to go through the SEC. Everyone with me? Cool. The second part is you have to get verified through the SEC that you can list said product on your website. Cool? Got it. Why Why did they get in trouble by the CFTC for listing something that they were legally allowed to, to list? Something's going on, and I would like people to be more vigilant and call things out when they see it. Because these are direct attacks on our uh, space. Because the big boys are trying to get control. So, yeah. As always, a very special thank you to my Patreon supporters. GBU Wally, Manny Cryptos, Bubble Mode, Mad World of Crypto. How's Life Austin, Auspicious Agile and Blockchain, Jamie Saad, Blockchain Simplified, and let's move on, Empire Queen, <clears throat> Roman Geba, Bitcoin, Ben Arachno, Dave, Tony Ambrosky, The Dealer's Den, Captain Something in the Z-Way, Lay, Mobarazzi, VBNerd21, Miguel Grolet, Lauren De Silva, Quoted Biddy, Troy, All Good, Space Case, Need a Miracle, Pat Ternoster, Navarro Williams, Utopia 569, Moonman High, XRP, Martin Stroyo, Nostromo, John Sarson, The Anima Reader, Bibliophobia, Todd Mullis, Adam Grasick, Wise Night Owl, 242 to the World, Bankroll Network, Crypto Artist, Coldy 3 d Setsuna, Richie Rich the Third, Paxis, Nick Mangialavori, Jim Gardner, Jeremy Fox, Minting Coins, Yes to Crypto, Body McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, Monks, Corner Staff, Yes to Crypto, Body McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, I just said that, did I not just say that? Anytime Fitness Monks Corner staff, am I going crazy? Bake me a cake, Tigger of Machinisa on crypto with Lionel and Crayola Michelle URL. Thank you all very, very much for your support. Thank you to everyone who is a member of the channel. Thank you to everyone who clicked like, who has subscribed, who's still here, who is a clicker of affiliate links, and who's still here. I already said that, but still, you know, thank you. Um, if you are still here watching the video... I was going to tell you to type in the word corruption. You can type in the word corruption. It's very sad. I just want something. That's why that uh that that ripple uh judge news is so like it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, "Whoa! She's actually doing what's right. I can't believe it." You know, we we shouldn't be a- a- applauding uh justice or like normal things that should be happening. Moving on. At the moment, Bitcoin is currently up by 1% in the last 24 hours. It is up by 0.23% in the last hour. Ethereum is up by 2.83% in 24 hours as well. Binance Coin is up by 4.6% in the last day. XRP is up by 0.5%. Solana is up by 2.4%. Polygon is up by 4.6%. Tron is up by 3.14% as well. Where's the crazy one? There, right there. Ethereum Classic is up by 14% in the last day. Wow. Kronos is up by 1.2%. Monero is up by 6.5%. Anything else crazy? Internet Computer is up. Internet Computer, that name, man. My gosh. 
Internet computer is up by 5%. Uh, Filecoin is up by 1.5. Theta is up by 2.4. Quant is up by 9.2%. Yeah. Let's see where the rest of the day takes us. I assume, I don't know, there may be like another dip in prices simply because of the Fed official announcement. Uh, but let's see where we are by Saturday. I think that's going to be the the big change right there. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. <clears throat> I hope you all are having a great day, great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, liking, and or supporting, and I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you!